Welcome to the 2022 Winston Awards as Radio Free Pro Wrestling celebrates the best and the worst in pro wrestling in the last year. Merry Christmas from Radio Free Professional Wrestling, Stunning Sean, alongside the co-host of the year, David the Smart Mark. David, Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas to you too. All the way there across the Atlantic, mate. And Merry Christmas to every single one of you, be it and if you're a noob, if you're a regular listener to this podcast. Um, I just want to wish you all a happy festive season, a great new year, and then these um, particularly troubling times again. They've come around again. Please stay safe, everyone. Exactly, David. Also, before we get started, a very special Merry Christmas to Christina because she put together all the voice orders that you're going to hear in the next hour or so as we give out 20 awards. Mostly good, some bad, but let's get right to it. Our first award of the evening is... Best TV Show of the Year. David, we are going to start with Best TV Show. Last year, I selected... ROH TV, and you selected NWA Power. So what is your choice for 2021? Well, I'm going to give an honourable mention to NXT UK because it's the only plus point to come out of the WWE this year. But my um, my TV show of the year will be Head and Shoulders, will be Dynamite this year. It's kind of funny you said Dynamite because one year ago this time, you said you thought they might be able to do some stuff, but you were concerned they were still doing a lot of things that was wrong. Yeah, and, and I mean, if you, I, I mentioned this on Tuesday night on the Rock and Roll Wrestling Show, it's only in the latter half of the year but that they've started to get things right. But by heavens, this year have AEW got a lot right. They've certainly got a lot right and wrong, and they made me enjoy. The biggest thing that I have to thank AEW for overall is they've made me be a wrestling fan again. Well, David, my choice for best TV show 2021 NST UK because literally week in, week out, is the best one-hour TV show on internet or TV, whatever you want to say. Yeah, I mean, obviously it depends on how you watch it, but in theory it's a TV show. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. Um, it would have been, it's my honourable mention in, in some categories where I've got honourable mentions. And yeah, I, I can't argue with your logic, but I just got dynamite for that big reason made me want to be a wrestling fan again. Okay, let's go to our second award of the evening. Best pay-per-view of the year. Best pay-per-view of the year, David. Which one are you selecting? I think I gotta guess. Yeah, I, as I say, I, I revealed it last night. With, again, honourable mention to Wrestle Kingdom. But my personal favourite was Full Gear. Quite simply, didn't have all the surprises of All Out and all the um, the, 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 the new character, the new signings and what have you, but it delivered as a pay-per-view from top to bottom. I, I can think, I think the only, the worst match on the card was was all right. And you had the go-home happy of Hangman Page finally winning um, the world title from Kenny. Um, absolutely top quality. Um, show from top to bottom and that's that's the reason I'm giving it to Full Gear. David, that was a good choice and this is a category I've been bouncing between two things. I've been bouncing between that and the first night of Wrestle Kingdom because the first night of Wrestle Kingdom 
was freaking off the hook and it had like three solid matches right behind each other and i'm going to go with wrestle kingdom night one as my pay-per-view of the year yeah that's fair enough mate i mean i class wrestle kingdom as a whole as well which will be even harder this year now it's three nights but we'll, we'll have that decision to make earlier on but no i i enjoyed full gear more than wrestle kingdom night one although obviously that has um a lot of merit okay so last year we both picked wrestle kingdom 14 as our pay-per-view of the year yeah yeah i remember that yeah yeah, and, and that was obvious. But no, AW for me this year really got their game together, particularly in the second half of the year, you know, with the, the arrival of all these, these the new names and stuff. And obviously there's more, more to come on that front, we believe. Exactly, David. With that being said, we're going to the next award. Best Promo Mail. David, right now it's called Best Promo Mail, but... I feel like we can name this award after a certain person after 2021. So you want the best, best, my best male promo of this year? Yes. Wow. Well, it's stuck between two. I'm going to have to go MJF because I think MJF, a promo always looks better when you're a heel rather than a face. And that's purely and simply that he steals it from the certain person that he's feuding with at the moment. Simple as that. So I'm going to give that to MJF because his promo work is outstanding. Last year, we both selected Eddie Kingston for this award, and this year, I'm going to join you yet again because I feel like we could literally call this award from now on the MJF Award because the guy is so freaking magic on a mic, and he can literally have Long Island cheer him, and the next week, have Dallas ready to... Run him out of town with pitchforks and torches. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the biggest thing for me, again, yet again, I'm not trying to plug you listening to the repeat of the Rock and Roll Wrestling Show, but I mentioned it. The cleverest thing for me was how how um, in that one night in Dynamite when they're in MJF's hometown, how they turned the crowd a la Steve Austin and Bret Hart. I just thought it was very clever. Simple but very clever as well. And I'd just like to reiterate to the listeners out there, Sean has a few ideas of my selections um, from the radio show last night. However, I have no idea of Sean's. We have not discussed this, although we know each other and we know our, our own, each other's likes and dislikes. We are going into this particular recording blind as such. David, let's move on to the next category. Best Promo Female. Now, this one might be just a little bit harder because it's best promo female. Who is your selection? I, I think there's no brainer here, best promo female. And ironically, it was her strength before she improved 100% as a wrestler. And ironically, getting injured allowed her to develop those promo skills, show them off. Um, and then, obviously, she really, really has developed as a, a good quality wrestler and you know, for years to come, and that's Britt Baker. I think she's an excellent promo. Um, the, the the promo she had with Ruby Soho when she first arrived was absolutely fantastic, and it brought Ruby up to a different level on that score. Britt Baker is a no-brainer for me. So last year, me and you both picked the good doctor, Britt Baker, as our best promo female, and she's going to sweep this category yet again for the second year in a row because I'm going with Britt Baker, DMD, because... I don't think there's another lady on the mic that is any better than Britt Baker. And how she's approved from day one of AEW to now is just mind-blowing. Okay, so we are going to move on to our next category. Breakout Male Performer. 
breakout male performer of the year. David, who do you have? Right, my breakout, and, and, and I'm being a little bit bandwagon this year, Sean, um, and it's only recent, but it was that impressive. Um, I'm going to go with Hook. Okay, last year you did Carnoir, and I did Timothy Thatcher. Now, Hook, I can see why you're going that direction because his debut was kind of impressive and I wasn't expecting it whatsoever. And I can see them doing a lot of things with him in 2022. Now, my breakout male performer of the year, I'm going to NXT 2.0. Give me Rick Sanders' son. We're going with Braun Breaker as my breakout male star of the year. I can see why you've gone there. It's just not for me. Um... I'm automatically put off by him by the way that they've promoted him. And this is what the WWE don't do well. Um, they really, really don't. And, and under any other circumstances, I'd probably be agreeing with you. Um, but because the fact that you can't say he's Rich Steiner's son, this, that and the other, I just, it just puts me off. It just really, really does. So that's why I've got that. That You know, it's a fair point, and I can't argue with your selection as such, just to try and explain why I deliberately left that alone. Well, I kind of divorced him from the promotion that he's in, so that's the way I got around yeah. this to get to the point where I can say, oh, hey, we're center stun. Even though he's only been around for about three months, still one of the outstanding male performers of the year so far. Let's move on to our next category. Breakout Female Performer. And we're going to Breakout Female Performer of the Year. David, who do you have? The, the daughter of a British legend. One, I know it's one of your favourites, um, but I've seen a steady improvement, and um, I think she should be wrestling now on a different programme on that side, Brookside. Okay, last year, you selected Priscilla Kelly, the Gigi Dolan, as yep. we know her now. I selected Anna Jay. I'm not selecting Anna Jay for this award this year. I'm going to her best friend, Ty Connie. Ty Connie is my best breakout female performer of the year. I thought that she was um, a sure thing for the um, services to Sammy Gravara award. This is a PG show, David. PG show. Oh, is it? No, I meant on a, on, on Sammy's social media. You know, she, she makes the show better. Well, inside the ring, I feel like Taikani has had a few good matches this year. <laughs> and I see a lot more coming for her in 2022. Maybe they finally let her have the title later in the fall of 2022. Because I'm not ready for Britt Baker to lose it. But Taikani is my choice for best female breakout star of the year 2021. Thunder Rosa has to have that belt before Ty Conte, mate. As much as I don't, I don't disagree with you on Ty Conte's in ring. I've got no issue with that. <laughs> Sorry, I've come mischievous and I shouldn't be. But yeah, no, I've um. <laughs> I'd like to see Thunder Rosa win the AW Ladies Championship before. And then maybe Ty Conte, yeah. I'd have no issue with that. Okay, David. Let's go to our very next category. Match of the Year. One of the bigger categories we have is Match of the Year. Now, last year, you selected Naito versus Okada from Wrestle Kingdom. I went out on a limb and I did... Mike Bennett versus Nick Aulis from NWA. I want to say it was like when they teamed up with the um, other promotion. I forget what the name of it is, but it was a world title match between Mike Bennett and Nick Aulis. It was, yes. I know where you... I, I, I can't remember the card, um, but it was. It was an NWA pay-per-view. Um, and yeah, and, and it was a little bit off the wall, but um, I think... I think... <laughs> 
this year it's probably more more of a, um, a selected choice. I think there's there's more less option because quite simply there's a couple of outstanding matches in there, and I picked it last night. The 30 minutes between Danielson and Kenny, the first one. Um, I know there's two time limit draws, and you could be we could be here all day discussing the Broadway issue, but the first Kenny and Danielson match was absolutely fantastic. That is a very excellent pick on your part, David, because I feel like that match kind of set the tone for Daniel Bryan's run so far in AEW because it was the first of the big matches that he had. Then he went on to beat the heck out of every Dark Order member until you get to Heyman and the page. And we got to the Broadway where a lot of people will say that's the match of the year. Now, I'm not selecting that as my match of the year. I'm going back to the G1 final. Give me Okada versus Jeff Cobb. Because going into this match, you had a slimmer of hope that Jeff Cobb was going to do the unthinkable. And he was going to destroy the home country's favorite person, the Rainmaker, the Okada one. But they went probably 30, 35 minutes and Okada made the... Triumph would come back, and we would see now Okada going into night one of G1 to face the champion. So, but that was my match of the year. Okay, mate, yeah, I mean, a very honourable choice. Um, certainly a very honourable choice. Um, and I think think a subscription with the way they're building, certainly now, after the, the, the addition of a third night to Wrestle Kingdom, I think I, I'm going to add... Come the new year, a subscription to New Japan World. I think it's going to have to be essential because with Osprey back, with um, um, Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. tearing it up in the tag team division, you know, it would be remiss of me as an English wrestling fan or British wrestling fan, sorry, to, um, you know, to be missing a lot of what's going on. David, we are going to slide over to our next category Promotion of the Year. Another one of the big awards, promotion of the year, David. Who do you have? Okay, now normally, normally it'd be a toss-up. New Japan would have been up there, but I've got, and I'm loath to do it, but I've got to give it to AEW because they gave me more pleasurable wrestling moments than any other promotion this year. The return of Punk is a night that I'll never forget. You know, the fact they did it in Chicago, the all-out appearances of Daniel Sumpunk and Adam Cole and Ruby Soho. If it wasn't for the fact there was a couple of chuff matches on it, that probably could have been the card of the year for me. But then, to have so many good matches in the latter half, obviously, again, involving Punk and Danielson, but I think you feel the Lucha Brothers, Darby Allen, the potential of Sammy Guevara breaking out. You know, there's just so much potential there and I hope they don't blow it I really do but I think AEW is is easily my promotion of the year this year. Okay last year you selected Ring of Honor as your promotion of the year. Now I did AEW as my promotion of the year and I'm going to go and give a, I'm going to amend my choice here it's going to be a Lifetime Achievement Award because I'm giving it to Rhea Honor. I know the era of Rhea Honor that we grew up with is gone now. But to me, I'm going to give Rhea Honor their final, final Promotion of the Year Award. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even allowing for the fact of what's happened, I can't, couldn't, I mean, I couldn't do it out of sentiment. I did, I've done it quite simply because I said earlier in this broadcast, AEW made me be a wrestling fan again this year. And, and that is some 
you know, for me, it's some achievement. You know, I never, ever thought that would happen. David, I never thought that would happen either, especially since I've been with you a year and a half now, listening to you talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of AEW. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, hey, no one's more surprised than me, but I'll, I'll call a spade a shovel. I mean, you know, even when someone like Cornette praises Kenny Omega in a match, you know, with all his history of dislikes of Kenny, you know, that 30 minute, that 30 minute time limit draw, he had to turn around and say that it was the best, best um, Kenny Omega match he's had. He's had. And bearing in mind, he's biased because once, as good as Jim can be as a wrestling commentator, once he doesn't like someone, very, very hard for that, you know, for his, his, his attitude to be turned. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not comparing myself to, to the god that is Jim. But what I'm saying is, you know, I they turned my attitude towards, you know, their style of show. Tony Khan's style of booking, he's got more right than wrong this year. Now, I agree with that, David. Let's move over to our very next award as we have three left in the good list. Tag Team of the Year. Okay, so we're at Tag Team of the Year. Last year, we both picked FTR as our tag team of the year. I'm wondering who you got for 2021. Well, I think you already know this, mate. As I say, it's only because of uh, our timings. Um, easily Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. I love them. I love the dynamic. I love the Zack Sabre Jr. character. I love the way he that the, they interact with each other. I think they're absolutely fantastic. That's a very interesting choice, David. And I have a very interesting choice too because. I'm going back over to NXT UK, and I'm going to a tag team that at one point I per- personally didn't like as a tag team, but they slowly grew on me as you were talking about them week after week. Give me Piddly yep. Deadly from NXT UK as my tag team yep. of the year. Good choice, mate. I can't argue with that. I mean, obviously, I was a fan of them for a while. Saw them in progress before COVID and progress went, you know, wrong with um, speaking out and COVID basically killed British wrestling. It's, yeah, they, they are superb. And again, we said this the other day when they, they, you know, they dropped the titles recently to Mustache Mountain. They should be on a bigger stage without a shadow of a doubt. They're an excellent tag team. Well, David, you know that I turned a corner because I literally defended the fact that they should have been the champions and Mustache Mountain should not have the titles. And you would have thought six months ago, I would never said that to save my life. Yeah, I know, mate. Yeah, no, and it's good because actually, when when something like that happens, and when you when you get turned, you know, when you actually realise, hang on, this is, you know, this is, yeah, it actually, you know, it means you've been more. I think you, you know, it makes you a more balanced critic, if you like, a more balanced observer. Okay, we're going on to our next award, and it is female wrestler of the year. Female wrestler of the year. Well, last year we both picked Thunder Rosa as our female wrestler of the year. My question to you, David, has anything changed in 2021? Yeah, I'm going hometown. Well, not hometown, but I'm going. I'm going British this year, mate. The Thunder Rosa. I, I, I said last night I gave honourable mentions to Thunder Rosa, Gigi Dolin, and and please leave NXT, Gigi, um, and Britt Baker. But my my female wrestler of the year, and based on the feud in NXT UK with Satorama, is um is. I mean, there's no way to go wrong with a forever champion, and she would normally be somebody I would have thought of in this year, but there's one person 
that has really just come onto the stage and took control of a certain company. She may be a pillar of said company. And yes, I'm going to the good doctor. Yes. Britt Baker, DMD, is my female wrestler of the year. Can't argue with that, mate, because she's done it on the big stage. She's done it very well. She's done it Paul Heyman-like um, for a, a period of time there. She stuck to her strengths and hid the weaknesses and then got rid of the weaknesses and come on leaps and bounds. Uh, can't argue with that. I just um, I just liked the um, the, the, the Kaylee Ray and NXT UK um, signature, you know, summer, and then she's moved on. Our final good award of the evening is coming up, and it is... Male Wrestler of the Year. Male Wrestler of the Year. Now, last year, you picked Real Osprey, and I picked Nick Alice. So, who do you have in the year of our Lord 2021? Well, up to about three months ago, I would have still had Will Ospreay, despite him even being injured during the year. However, um, since he's moved to AEW, the number of matches he's put in, the consistency, even putting when, you know, when having 60-30, if you like, 60-40, if you like, squash matches, Brian Danielson has not lost a step. He's got a slightly different style, which I believe came from a phone call with Steve Austin after his neck injury when he moved about how to wrestle a different style, but still fast-paced, still, it, it, it's, it's just absolutely... Absolutely fantastic. He is without a shadow. And I'm a big CM Punk fan. And I am a big, big CM Punk fan. So this hurts sort of to give it. But no, head and shoulders, Brian Danielson, easily the best wrestler in the world for me. David, that's a good choice. And this has been the award where I've been bouncing backwards and forwards between Brian Danielson, which you just said. And I'm going to I'm gonna cover all the bases here because I am selecting Will Ospreay as my male wrestler of the year. Wow. Even though he's been injured for about six months, his start of 2021 was freaking amazing. And he was on his way to being probably the hottest at New Japan Pro Wrestling. So I'm going to say Will Ospreay. And even with him injured, he's still been cutting promo after promo, getting ready to come back to, to wrestle him where I hope he gets his title back. So I'm going to go with Will Ospreay as my male wrestler of the year. To be fair... 2021 should have been the year of the Osprey. It wasn't through no fault of anyone's. It happens in professional wrestling. However, I am fully expecting, I agree with you here, I am fully expecting 2022 now to be that year. Barring injury, I'm expecting to be here in 12 months' time, going head and shoulders, bar none. Osprey's the one. Well, David, we come to probably everybody's favorite part of the show we are going to the worst part of 2021 and allow me to introduce you to the very first award here what did we just watch this award is called what did we just watch so it could be the worst segment it could be the worst match it's the thing that leaves you saying what the beep did I just watch? Yeah, right. I'm going ironically to a, a promotion I've praised um, a lot in this last half hour. However, I'm going to AEW and the exploding deathmatch ring. You know, they had a period where involving Moxley and Kingston, they just had stupid gimmick after stupid gimmick match. And the image of that countdown and the ring and Eddie running, covering John Moxley and the ring just going, poof. 
was awful and embarrassing. And again, we talk about AEW making me want to be a wrestling fan. That was a moment that made me embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. So that's my what's the moment that I just watched. You know what I mean? David, I remember trying to talk you off the ledge of not watching AEW ever again after that <laughs> happened. I wasn't happy. And that moment is a honorable mention for me for this award. But I'm going back to WWE Backlash WrestleMania. And it's the match between Miz and Damian Priest, if I remember right. It's the zombie lumberjack match. That is the yeah, match where I'm going show. like, what the beat did I just watch? Because I was like, oh my word, why? I mean, I know, I understand it was tied into the movie at the time that David Batista had was a zombie movie, but we didn't get no <coughs> David Batista on the show, so that even made it worse. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, the, the yeah, uh, and, and to be fair, I've had issues on social media because I thought that particular that particular movie was a complete pile of garbage as well. I've had lots of arguments with people about that, but anyway, that's a story for another day. Um, the thing is, right, the WWE could have a, a top twenty in this category but that one from aw really really disappointed me so that's probably why it gets priority okay so we are moving on to our next award why did they give this person a mic now this award is called why did they give this person a mic so it could be the worst announcer it could be the worst person that ever cut a promo who do you have david why did they give this person a mic yes well, the obvious one would be jade cargill but i'm also going to go for your friend and mine on this quite simply not because he can't cut a promo because he just doesn't need to be on television and that's cody rhodes you know why do they give him a reality tv show why do they give him a mic why do they give him a freaking wrestling promotion because all he's done Everything he's done has turned to cat poo. And it has. Even you, as a, as a genuine Cody Rhodes fan, w- would, you know, like you talked about Pretty Deadly turning you, Cody, I think, has turned you. You know, and, and I don't know what to say, mate. I mean, it's just like he turns up and you just sigh and it's like, I don't want to watch this now. That's ruined the program for me. David, I understand your point of view here. And yes, Cody has turned me off more than on this year so cody could have been an honorable mention for me personally in this category but i'm going to stay with who we gave this award to last year as the worst female promo give me jay cardell because inside of 12 months she hasn't improved one bit now only the saving grace for her she has stirring mark the lawyer with her and he is yeah. excellent on the mic, and with him, she's half decent. Yeah, I mean, he he, he covers, uh, you know, he covers her flaws really, really well. So yeah, I mean, at least they realise that, and they don't let her speak very often. But she's, yeah, she's not good. Okay, David, we are moving on to the very next award: worst tag team. Simply the worst tag team of the year. Right, I called this, and it's controversial, but I'll explain. My worst tag team of the year are the Young Bucks. And I'll tell you for why. We've seen it year in, year out, match in, match out. It's boring now. The Spot Monkey Fests are boring now. And the thing is now, since they've tried to do it with comedy, it doesn't. It's not. It's, it makes it even less convincing. The stuff with Brandon Cutler with the spray, it's just pathetic. Um, and, and, and plus the fact, right, they don't look like they're capable of beating the kids in my, in my daughter's primary school up. Do you know what I mean? They are not imposing figures. 
at least the Lucha Brothers, you know, you think, well, hang on, I'm not quite sure here. FTR, hang on, I'm not quite sure here. You know, they, they're just not convinced. You'll be like, yeah, come on, soppy bollocks, I wouldn't mind a pop at you. You know, I'm not physically intimidated by the way you look and the way you act. So, come on, yeah, let's see where we go. Um, So, yeah, no, I'm not for me. I think they've been awful this year, and I think they need to take a step back, reevaluate, and come back with something new. Maybe, maybe the big thing for them... Well, if they can get the Undisputed Era, lose Adam Cole and let him form the Undisputed Era and get an Undisputed Era versus Elite feud when we get back, that might bring some interest back in them. David, I see your points here with the Young Bucks because if you've seen one Young Bucks match, you've seen every Young Bucks match. Now, my choice for worst tag team of the year is probably going to break my heart in a way because I was looking <laughs> forward to them reuniting they didn't go to AEW, they went to Impact Wrestling, and they won the tag team titles on the very first night they were in the promotion. Ooh. Yes, I'm going to Australia's greatest export. I'm going Billy Kay oh. and, and Peyton Royce, better known as the inspiration as my worst tag team of the year, because oh, I have wow. not enjoyed a moment of them being in Impact Wrestling. I'm shocked at that. Genuinely shocked at that. I don't know what to say. You've taken me back. You know, I had so much great hope for them coming back together. And it just feels yeah. like they're doing the WWE like version of their characters. I'm going like, there's no evolution here. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to argue with you, mate, but I could think of worse. Okay. Female wise, that is. That is female wise. We are moving on to our very next award. Worst promotion. And it's worst promotion of the year, and I may have tipped my hand in the very start of this show, but we'll see if you remember what I said, David. <laughs> so who is your worst promotion of the year? My worst promotion of the year is Head and Shoulders, the WWE. I mean, I, I, I don't think that... I need to go in. I don't think I need to go into detail. You mentioned the zombie bit. There are others. There was. Um, there's just every week they couldn't. They couldn't write a six-year-old story. It's just ridiculous. So yes, David, I'm going to join you like I did last year when we said that the WWE is the worst promotion under the year, and it's from NXT 2.0 up to Raw and SmackDown and the pay-per-views. There's very few people yep. that can save the show. Um, Roman Reigns saves the show. Tommaso Ciampa saves the show but out of those people i'm like i can fast forward through a lot of this and i don't care anymore yeah yeah absolutely mate there's no one in the promotion you care about exactly david and we're going to move on to our next award and it's going to be worst pay-per-view of the year and it's worst pay-per-view of the year so news of him pro wrestling is totally out of this category <laughs> Yeah, uh, fair one, mate. I think even Ring of Honor. Now, my worst pay-per-view of the year. You mentioned the um, Backlash WrestleMania, which does deserve a shout. That's on me match. But considering it's still classed as one of the big four, and it's still stuck in endemic in my memory, this year's Survivor Series was utterly, utterly, utterly appalling um, for one of the big four. Um, we had this argument over Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, and you you even acknowledged that I was right. Just look, just pick Raw, because they're that stupid that they won't put Raw, they won't let SmackDown go over Raw. Um, it just really, I, I came off that show thinking, why do, why do I bother watching any WWE wrestling now in this day and age when I don't have to? Awful show. Okay, part of me wants to select Backlash WrestleMania from the WWE 
But I'm going to go back yep. to Revolution because I think Revolution was where that Barbed Death Match was at for AEW, right? Yeah, yeah, it was actually. Yeah, your first show, it was. So I'm going to give that my worst pay per view of the year because that match, that lone match at the end, destroyed the pay per view. Okay, mate. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that because um, you know one of one of my what the hell are they doing moments would be the AEW. It would be even just for one night AEW employing Nick Gage. You know, I, I don't know what they were thinking with that. So, oh uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to argue with that. Okay, so we are one down the show with our last three awards and the next award is worst match of the year it's worst match of the year and there's a lot that we can select from in this category but david what did he pick well i'm gonna refer to you to a point i made earlier which was on what was actually quite a decent gimmick during the mjf jericho feud was the nick gage chris jericho match death match on dynamite i uh, just giving him a night's pay turned my stomach genuinely and fortunately AEW pulled the year round but the trials of jericho wasn't a bad idea but they got that badly wrong and the the, the night because as you know there's going to be no wrestling involved there's going to be nothing involved so yeah gage gage versus jericho for me um on dynamite and as part of the uh however many trials of jericho well, what was it six i think it was six i don't know i didn't care i lost the will to live with it um because it was a good idea done badly at the time well david that's an excellent choice and i was kind of surprised they were able to get that past tnt sensors just because yeah. you know what yeah. you're going to get in a nick gage match i mean like there's only thing he's going to do is stab like tubes and a lot of blood but yeah, yeah in 2021 they allowed it on tnt so go figure my worst match of the year <laughs> i talked about it a few weeks ago on the rock and wrestling show on finley youth radio it came through a promotion that i care for a promotion that i've been a champion of and some may say i've been a fanboy and i've been blind to this promotion it's from the nwa and it was back from <laughs> a episode of power back in early december <laughs> and it involved somebody i used to lie in taryn terrell and it's a social yeah. distance match between Taryn Terrell and Kimberly Page. It's a match where they start out six feet apart and they literally mimic the moves so they're falling down by themselves with no contact until the point where Taryn gets the um, hand sanitizer and tries to use it in the face of Kimberly Page and she knows sells it. So Taryn Terrell bounces from the ring and thank God the match is over. But still, worst match of the year. Yeah, yeah, again, a great choice. Yeah, I know you were particularly offended by that. But having seen, having seen a couple of pro wrestling gorilla invisible man matches, you know, sometimes pro wrestling does not. We're, we, you know, we love it. We're passionate about it in our different ways, but sometimes really doesn't help itself. And they are two fine examples of how it doesn't help itself. Well, last year, you selected the female war game match from NXT. Oh, yeah, that was a doozy. That was. I did, really didn't dislike. I really. That was the one. Was that the one with the... Um, that was the one with the oh, trash can spot that you you didn't like whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. yeah when What's-Her-Face came off the... Um, was it Shotzi or Io Shirai came off the, um, it, the roof of the cage in a bin? It was Io Shirai in a bin coming off to being caught by the <coughs> entire rest of the wrestlers in the match. Oh, that's so soft. I'm starting to get angry even thinking about it. I'd managed to suppress that thought, John. Oh, oof. No, okay, no, so no, 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 no. now no. I picked the Infernal match between Randy Orton and The Fiend, where Randy Orton basically barbecued The Fiend to death. 
Yeah, look where he is now. Did him the world of good. <laughs> okay, so we are going on to our second to last award of the evening. Worst female performer. And it's worst female wrestler of the year. David who is it? Right, okay. My original choice, and she's now been sacked, unfortunately. I mean, I'm going to stick by it because um, it's actually a blessing. And she's not shown up in a ring since, and I'm glad she hasn't. It's Nia Jax. And the simple reason that I picked Nia Jax is because she kept injuring people. You know, and, and, and once or twice, you almost get it but this was constant and consistent and you know you know the trust these guys put in each other with their bodies you just can't have it you know she was clumsy she isn't she's just not very good and she should never have been in the ring in the first place and and i'm glad she's gone so nia jacks you know, no brainer. Okay, so last year you selected Amber Moon and I selected Nia Jax as my worst female wrestler of the year. Now, since you selected Nia Jax, I'm going to slide to a different <laughs> direction here. Normally, this lady is a excellent professional wrestler, but she's inside the WWE and with the WWE taint on her, it has been not one of her best years. So I'm going with Alexa Bliss as my worst female wrestler of the year. Just no! for, the, for a moment, I didn't enjoy her version of The Fiend, but it really was kind of a hit or a miss Fiend. She had kind of an up and down year. So I'm going to go with Alexa Bliss. That's my worst wrestler of the year. Wow. Wow. I, 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 you know, with, with people like Bellend and um, like, you know, just um, the man out there, you know, there's so many worse. Oh, mate. You know, you could have picked Becky Lynch because she's a toilet in being flushed. Every time she gets to the ring. Right, if you're a Becky Lynch fan, you must know that irrelevant of her wrestling abilities, um, whilst you're listening to this podcast, I am never, ever, ever, ever going to like Becky Lynch. Um, I never have, never will. And I met her before she was famous in, in the Indies and don't like the woman and I've got my reasons to. And I'm not going to broadcast it on podcast because Sean's lawyers will not be able to defend what I would say. But I am amazed at that, mate. I mean, yeah, well, you better do the last award. I'm, I'm in shock. Well, let me throw your mind back to WrestleMania weekend where she turned heel on the fame and she popped out of the Jack in the Box and had that crown dripping down over her face. Listen, I can't get past the, fact, the point. Texas's Bowling for Soup made a song about her. It's good enough for Bowling for Soup. It's good enough for me. Okay, so I told you I really enjoy Less of Bliss, but this year hasn't been one of her best. It tore my heart to say this. So let's go to the final award and see if I can shock you again. <laughs> Worst male performer. Okay, the final word of the night is worst male wrestler of the year. David, I kind of know where I think you're going, so go ahead and say the name. Yeah, um, again, it's night, almost Nia Jack's principal, and he's, he's he recently returned at final, 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 final battle. Adam Scher, as he's Titan, as he's now known, the former, former Braun Strowman. And you could, for that, my reasoning for that, you could apply Nia Jack's principles. For a monster, he's incredibly inagile. I, I just don't rate him at all. So, you know, the, the WWE, mind you, this is the WWE we're talking about. Maybe on the Indies, he'll prove to be an asset. Who knows? Because at least he has some name value for somewhere. But it is interesting to see that AEW haven't picked him up. And I think for me, speaks that speaks volumes. David, you have a very 
valid case for Braun Strowman being the worst wrestler of the year. I mean, at one point, he was going to be the chosen giant for WWE, and literally inside of six months, they fell out of favor with him, and they literally released him, and I was like, shocked they released him, because I'm thinking, like, that's the land of the giants. Yeah, yeah hey, I have to agree with that, Sean. Um, his, his release was a shock, because he's always been in the world title picture, whenever he's been fit, you know, the WWE. I actually, I don't know, you think back, probably he's had a fairer deal with Booker the most a lot of other superstars of more named value um but hey at the end of the day if you're not very good you're not very good well, you know okay so i'm gonna go with a former wwe talent he is in impact wrestling am i giving you any hints david one or two my worst wrestler of 2021 is wm morrissey of impact wrestling the former big wow. has I mean, I actually did like him with Enzo when they were a tag team in NXT when they first started. And there's, I thought there was a lot of promise in this character and this wrestler. But him by himself in Impact has done him no favors. Well, I could have went Brandon Cutler, but I mean, that was hitting low hanging fruit. So I just went with WM Morrissey <laughs> as my worst wrestler. <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, but, you know, we, we, you, you were talking worst wrestler of the year. I don't think Cutler's been in the ring that I can uh, recall. So I see your point. It's interesting that. Because um, the Enzo, the Enzo big cast dynamic was really, really hot for a short period of time. Now, obviously, Enzo as an individual has got issues, and they developed onto Cass. And bearing in mind, the one difference is Enzo was probably a worse wrestler than Cass. Hence the fact he's not really appeared much in and around a wrestling ring since his sacking. But for a while. You know, with the catchphrases and the and what have you, they were hot as hell, and you can see why that they were dealt. You know, they, but obviously then his attitude, you know, apparently too big for the boots and what have you. I'm surprised, considering how well he looked when he came back. I'm surprised that he is he wasn't better than he was, and you have a valid point, and he's not great on the pole. So you know, yeah, that's a fair shout. To be fair, I'm hoping that maybe 2022 would be better for him, and I feel like his contract may be coming to the end with him. Impact, and maybe he'll slide over to another promotion, and maybe hitting the next promotion could use him better than what Impact Wrestling did. Well, to be fair, it wasn't a bad pickup for Impact. You know, Impact, it's very easy to criticize Impact with what they do, but stuff like Cardona, you know, and, and Morrissey, you know, getting pickups like that. And ironically, the Iconics, to a degree, and I'm not arguing with you, but I'm, I am still slightly surprised at you for that, because um, you know your ladies wrestling, so I'm not actually arguing with you. But, you know, you think that for Impact, they're really good pickups. But then you've got, you for you know, for a couple of your worst categories, you know, so as it says, say something about the Impact booking, you know, but this is a man that, that had Ethan Page, this is a company that had Ethan Page wrestle himself on one of their biggest shows of the year. You know, and Ethan Page is a talent, you know, I, I, it's very strange. Well, David, before we go, we do have one other, not really a category, but you made this thing a tradition. So who's going to be the big new thing in 2022 in professional wrestling? You asked me this question last year, and your answer was KLR, and my choice was the current AEW world champion. I hit it right on the head is Adam Hanneman Page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and to be fair, KLR has not had a bad year at all. My big thing for next year, and simply, if he's given the chance, will be A-Kid. Oh, David, if they give him half a chance, or he gets a chance to come over to North America, even in NXT 2.0, 
I feel like the guy's going to be a breakout star. I mean, he's a great in-ring talent. I mean, you're going to have to hide his skills on the mic, but I feel like he can improve on the mic. But in-ring, the dude is solid gold. And yes, I can see him either being NXT UK champion or come over to NXT and be NXT champion sometime in 2022. Because he's Spanish, just give him someone, someone who's good on the mic. Give him a manager. You know, simple as that. But no A-kid for me. You know, you can team up with Robert Stone. I mean, Robert Stone's not doing anything in NXT 2.0. Yeah. DJ, DJZ, come on down. <laughs> okay, so my selection, well, you kind of heard her back in, I want to say September, when I did a certain interview. It's Bianca yeah. Corelli. I'm going to pick Bianca Corelli as my breakout person for 2022 because she just literally had a WWE tryout in Orlando this past yeah. weekend. And I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see her in maybe AEW, like AEW Dark or Elevation or in NC 2.0, if WWE is smart and signed this lady. I mean, she's been wrestling in Coastal Championship Wrestling. And if you have seen any of her matches, she looks decent in the ring. She has a good look. She's a very good heel. Even though she's the nicest person on the planet, she's a very, very good heel. Right. You, after that interview that for some reason I couldn't participate on, I was poorly, I think, did well there. And so did Nelio, the boss of Coastal Championship Wrestling. I've been watching a lot of that lately. Mr. Mr. Kumo Custer, sir. And the ladies and gentlemen, Coastal Championship Wrestling in Florida. It's almost like a territory. I think one of his gimmicks is he calls it the last territory. It's fantastic. There's some stars in there. There's some stars that you will see without a shadow of a doubt on the big screen. They are well trained. They are well drilled. He has seminar after seminar after seminar and your relationship with Bianca and getting in getting them in touch together Nelio giving her a chance to obviously with now what you can see all over YouTube gentlemen both of you Nelio you better be listening otherwise I will come I am coming to Florida next year and I will whether you're in character or not come over and kick your ass if you're not listening they deserve the utmost credit for what they do he is what wrestling needs because he is a developer whether he likes his phrase or not and I don't mean it disrespectfully they are a brilliant development territory they've got their own fan base they've got their own stars some will make it further some won't but whatever happens any performer that works for him will get the best chance to be the best person that they can and I've watched more and more this year of that including since Bianca had your interview and you Mr. Burkhead did well, and so did Mr. Costa. Guys, I take the smart mark hat off over here in the UK, and for that, I both of you salute you for being professional and doing your jobs and doing well. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you had enjoyed this 2021 Winston Awards, and we will be back next week with the 2022 Hall of Fame class. And I can go ahead and tell you now, it's a loaded class of single professional wrestlers as we celebrate some of the greatest wrestlers in professional wrestling history. And me and David are going to enjoy telling you all about our five choices for the 2022 class. So simply, I want to wish you a stunning start to your 2022. And oh, by the way, we are going to preview WWE Day 1 as we bring back the Churchill Cup. And maybe 2022 <laughs> will be my year for the Western Churchill Cup. Who knows? Well, you certainly you certainly do. David, I feel like I'm the Dallas Cowboys of this program. It's every year oh, could no, be no, my no, year. No, 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 they, they're winning this year. Cowboys are winning this year. Does that make me Dak Prescott? Okay, fine. You're Dak Prescott. Okay. Yes! I'm Dak Prescott. Thanks, mate. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Stanley Sean, alongside David Smartmart, wishing you a 
very stunning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you for your support over the year. Have a great Hogmanay. Have a great Yuletide Festive. May your God go with you. We'll see you on the flip side.